The Fantasy Hockey Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN uh, Bowl Challenge. 250 cash and $250 gift card is up for, gra- up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Thursday. Yep, happy Thursday to yourself. Doing good. Uh, Coming off another win in fantasy last week, winning 540 to 403. So a lot of points to go around the unit. And so uh, happy about that going into this week. Got kind of a bye week almost this week. The team I'm playing is pretty much checked out. But next week I've got you, our first or our second place team, and our first place team in our league. So definitely some tight matchups coming up, and I'm um, looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll get two out of those three matchups uh, as W's because yeah, tough opponents. And I think you already got the better of me once this year. So hoping I can split the series up. Yeah, I'm just trying to accumulate some more wins here. I'm still what seven and or no six and three, right? Yeah, yeah, six eight and, and two, eight and two, and nine and one ahead of me. So yeah, I definitely need to start collecting some more wins here. But like yourself, yeah, I'm not having to really play the waiver wire too intensely this week. Uh, going up against a two and seven team, hundred hundred and ten point lead right now. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good mm-hmm. going into uh, going into the weekend. So tonight we are going to be covering uh, key dropped players, top player uh, drop candidates, guys that are being dropped at a high rate. Most likely for good reason. They're not on such good runs right now. And we're also going to be looking at some waiver wire additions as usual. So taking it from the top here, we've got a lot of Detroit Red Wings. They are on a 3-7 and skid in their last 10 games, just three wins in their last 10. And some of their key assets that have been, you know, surprising early on are starting to slip here. Uh, So let's just take it from the top. We got Dominic Kubalik, Detroit Red Wings. He's got 10 goals, 15 assists on the season, but he has just four points in his last 10 games, and he's a minus 10 in his last 10 games. Are you holding? Yeah, no, uh, I don't really see much reason to hold Dominic Kubelik. He's on a really bad skid right now, like the, similar to the, just the Detroit Red Wings as a whole. The And the Red Wings, uh, he doesn't really have a lot to play next to. I know he's got Andrew Kopp and Lucas Raymond, who are decent players, but it's, you know, not the same as playing with like a Dylan Larkin or a Jacob Verona, Tyler Bertuzzi, guys like that that are out of the lineup. And I think uh, mm-hmm. Kuba League benefited playing with those guys. So definitely someone I would pass on for sure and definitely a drop candidate. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't feel really good about holding him right now, especially in the category leagues, just because he's really bleeding you on the, on the plus minus. That's pretty hefty, uh, that minus 10 across his last 10 games. And if he's not putting anything in the back of the net, then you know little upside that's that's left over. I do like that line with him and Andrew Kopp and Lucas Raymond, but you know you are missing you know that higher um, offensive elevation, like you mentioned with Bertuzzi with Larkin being out. The next guy up, the next Detroit Red Wings is David Perron. He has just five points in his last ten games, but he's only only a minus four. He was playing on the top line with Larkin and and Sunkfist. Um, Right now, Larkin's out. I think Michael Rasmussen is filling in for him. So that's what that line looks like. Michael Rasmussen, 
Perron, Sungfist. It doesn't really appeal to me too much. I mean, especially with the run that they're on right now. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot to the Detroit Red Wings right now that appeals to anyone, especially with this run, like you said. And David Perron falls right in that pattern. He got a goal a few games ago, but outside of that, been really ice cold as down the stretch. I know the Red Wings got off to a hot start, and so that kind of mm -hmm. helps his ranking and his plus minus and whatnot. But right now he is ice cold, and so definitely another drop candidate. Between the two, between Dominic Kubelik and David Perron, who would you rather hold on to? Perron is 64% rostered and Kubelik is 71% rostered. Um, That's a good question because they both are on really bad. bad runs. Yeah, pretty bad, I would say. So I would probably say mm, I'd go David Perron, um, mostly just because of his previous production that he's put up throughout the years. I think mm -hmm. it shows that he can kind of turn it around and actually might be able to salvage some of his statistics with Kubelik. Had one 30-goal season in Chicago. Outside mm -hmm. of that, he's been kind of a you know maybe 30, 45-point player. So not a lot going for him in terms of his previous years. But Perron has shown they can put together good seasons, you know, putting 60, 65 points up. So I think mm -hmm. that I would choose Perron over Kubelik then. I'm actually going the other way. Between the two, I would prefer to hang on to Kubelik just because he did show some flashes at the start of this season. Now, hopefully that's just not, you know, all the excitement and rah-rah of a new hockey season. You know how these teams get. We've talked mm -hmm. about it before. But I do feel like when he is playing with that top talent that, you know, when they're available, when they're healthy, it could be a very good situation for him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the last 10 games, it's a, it's a huge skid, but he still does have you know 25 points on the season so far. Again, he's dropping fast, 7% less in, uh, across the last day. So he was up at 78%. Now he's down to 71% rostered. I mean, it's also kind of a situation where if you can afford mm -hmm. to hang on to him, I you know I, I don't hate hate it. He's got Ottawa twice in his next four games. Washington, they you know haven't been great playing at both ends of the ice. Uh, do play Tampa Bay at home. That's not an ideal matchup, but I feel like the um, the Red Wings and Tampa, they've got kind of a friendly rivalry with Stevie Y running the Tampa mm -hmm. Bay team. I feel like there's kind of, you know, a bit of extra competitiveness. I don't know out of those matchups, it feels like. Um, so, yeah, I would, if I can, if I can afford to weather the storm, Kubelik would be my hold there. You know, if I'm ahead in the standings, you know, if I'm in a situation like you and I are in this week where, mm -hmm. you know, you don't really have to play the waivers everything's going right you've got a really great matchup the next couple of weeks but if you're hunting for wins if you're struggling if you're playing in the middle of your group in the middle of your fantasy hockey league you got to get off both those guys right. you got to get rid of you got to get both them uh, both those boys rolling off your roster uh next up we've got philip chronic and mo cider now chronic was looking really good but he he stayed on the tracks way too long ryan reeves choo choo came right through the middle and laid him out like it was, it was nasty. And Hronik hesit hesitated. I don't know if you saw the hit or not, mm -hmm. but he hesitated with the puck and he kind of like looked off the player. Like he was about to get rid of it. He looked off his winger and then was just like, all right, well, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's in concussion protocol. I'm not, th that's a situation where he's going to be day to day and missing games. Mm -hmm. If again, I, I wouldn't want to get rid of him, but what do you think? Like, I think you actually own him, right? Yeah, I am an owner of him, and it's funny you say he's on concussion protocol because that is my team name in fantasy is concussion <laughs> protocol. But cool. uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't connect the dots there. Uh huh. But no, I've been. You were the one that actually told me to add Philip Peronic because I was looking for a D man, and I took your advice and got him on the squad. And he's been doing really good for a while, but he is kind of starting to dip. But 
I'm going to hold out for him. He's still 80% rostered, ranked 81, and he's getting a lot of ice time. In these games, he's getting over – most of these games, he's getting over 20 minutes. Like uh, a couple games ago against Dallas, mm-hmm. he saw 28 minutes of ice time. So he's on the ice a lot, which is crazy to me too because he I looked and he's not on any of the special teams units, and he's still getting all of that ice time. He's not on the power play, not on the penalty kill, still plays a lot. And, um, no, I – it's just really hard, you know, with Detroit being on the slump and they've got a tough schedule. Yeah, I, I'm i going to hold him for now. And uh, I like having the fifth defenseman too because I did just trade for Eric, got Eric Carlson on the team. So I've mm-hmm. got Hedman who's starting to pick it up. Shabbat, who I got back on the team, he's doing really well. Eric Carlson, John Carlson, and so Horonic for the most part is going to be the odd man out of that group, which works out because he is day-to-day right now. And yeah. He just adds to another guy to be dinged up on this team because I've got Darcy Kemper on IR and Freddie Anderson on IR, Sebastian Ahu, who I just got. He's out, and now Horonic's mm-hmm. day today. So we're dinged up, and so I'm hoping he gets back quick. Well, so that's – and that's why I also want to bring up this example of just like si- situational ads and drops, right? Mm-hmm. You're up almost 100 points in this week's matchup. Mm-hmm. But if you were down, let's say, 20 or 30 – Mm-hmm. Is Philipronic still going to be on your team? Oh no, because I've I am very adamant about you know those Sunday comebacks. I've had a f- couple mm-hmm. of them, few of them over the years, and yeah, you got to be able to drop guys and be able to get extra games in. And yeah, Philipronic is one of those guys that I would drop for sure. And because yeah, those extra games and those tight matchups are really important. But like you mm-hmm. said, we're both in matchups where we really don't have to worry. I maybe swap out maybe one or two guys a day just so I can ha- at least have someone playing on those off nights, like a Monday mm-hmm. night or like a Sunday night where there's not a lot of games, just to have a body on the team that's playing. But yeah, definitely someone I would swap out if I really was in a close matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I want to do what I can to hold on to him. But if I'm in a situation where I'm struggling and I'm, you know, again, trying to chase away from the the bottom of the of the stack in my fantasy mm-hmm. league, you know, then, then I'm going to wind up probably dropping him. Um, Maybe something that I re- regret but you know, with the ebbs and flows mm-hmm. of fantasy hockey, there's going to be another defenseman that comes around, like mm-hmm. you know, live to fight another day type of situation. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you've been listening to us and you've been making these key ads. Maybe it was Philipronic before when we told you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll get you the next guy. We can mm-hmm. assure you of that. It won't be on this episode because our waiver wire is only filled with uh, with forwards. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now on to a more glaring, just I- irresponsible ownership rate. Ninety three percent roster. 93% rostered Mo Sider. He has two goals, 10 assists, and is a minus 14 on the season. What are people thinking? He has three points in his last 10 games, and he's a minus eight. I you know I mm-hmm. I like that he plays a lot of minutes. He he almost played a half hour in his last game. Mm-hmm. Minus two, two blocks, no shots on goal. I mean, what is the appeal here? Yeah, I think it's that name brand value. Um coming off of a Calder win, but he is in the he is the definition of a sophomore slump right now. Because this yeah. is not the Mort Sider that we saw last year, the one that was able to win a Calder trophy. And yeah, just his stats are not appealing. It's but even in like category leagues, he has nothing on the table that makes me want to go out and you know try and trade for him or try and add him. So and he's definitely a drop can in my books. And one of the things I noticed too in 29 games he only has 46 shots on goal. He's not even averaging two shots on goal a game, so you're not getting that benefit from him. 
is plus minus is bad. Only two goals in the campaign so far. So yeah, definitely someone I would stay away from. But who knows? You know, ninety-three percent roster. There might be a Mo Cider fan in your league or a Detroit fan in your league that you might be able to dump them off to. Yeah, I was trying to look up hits and see where he was at on that list. Because mm-hmm. in one of my category leagues, he is uh, well, whatever. We we record hits, so I was trying to see if there was anything there. I'm not seeing him close to the top here. Mm-hmm. Pretty physical player still. Luke Shen, number one. Number <laughs> one. That was a waiver wire ad we gave uh, a while back. What a Where legend. Is he at? I, 125 hits, baby. Let's go. <laughs> what a man. Yeah, number two, though, is Jacob Truba, who is absolute mm-hmm. trash. You're trash, Truba. Zero goals, eight assists, minus six. I drafted him. It was my fault. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sour about it. That's all. In the Cats League, you drafted him? Yeah, I had, I drafted him. He's off my team now. I, I hung on to him for a while because I thought, you know, oh, he'll turn it around, he'll turn it around. No, he did not. He did not. Yeah. And the cat league is for a bum. Yeah. The, the cat league is in the is in the gutter. I am not seeing him like anywhere in the top 75. So maybe I should just mm-hmm. look it up. We got but, here. Um, mm-hmm. 64 hits, and the league leader is at 125. So he's in the very middle of the pack, lower tier at best so he's a safe drop everybody okay Mm -hmm. like stop trying to make mo cider happen last year is over okay rank two four 241 ouch ouch 93 percent rostered y'all should be ashamed of yourself he blocks he blocks shots Mm -hmm. i'll I'll give him that 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 column looks steady but good god Mm -hmm. get it together mo all right next up we got tyler toffoli of the calgary flames uh, was on a, a pretty nice uh, point streak here, but he has just one point in his last, was it, four games, starting to dip a little bit. He is uh, a, a zero and plus minus on the season, but he does have some offensive touch. What say you with Tyler Toffoli? You know, it's a really tough situation because, like you said, he does have some offensive touch. He's on that line one with Huberto and Lindholm, but the Calgary Flames just – I've been very, very underwhelming. Like I thought they were going to come out and be this powerhouse. And a lot of it right now has been centered around Jacob Markstrom. He has mm-hmm. not been able to string together wins and it's caused for the team to kind of fall off a little bit. But, and I think it's almost affecting um, to Foley a little bit. I think in these last few games, he's kind of struggling, but he's someone I think I would hold on to. I think there's still a little bit of upside. I think Calgary can turn it around. Um, they do go on a West Coast road trip against the Kings, and then they've got the Sharks a couple times, once at home, and then the Blues at home. And so I think there's definitely some upside in those matchups. I think he might be able to put a couple in the back of the net. But he is also on power play one with Kadri and Lindholm. So I think I think I would hold out for him on, on Tyler Toffoli for sure. And he is uh, plus 3% Ross in the last day. So, yeah, I would – I would give him a couple more games before I would want to drop him. I do like the upcoming run here, but again, this is just a situational add or drop. Uh, mm-hmm. Either way, really, because, I mean, he could revert back to the norm. He only has, what is it, uh, 10 goals and 11 assists on the season. It's pretty solid, but mm-hmm. overall, he's an inconsistent player. That, I mean, that that much I can say. Um, Where did my notes go for him? Yeah, three points last five games, minus two. You had already mentioned, you know, he's on the line one with Lindholm and Huberto, but it seems like when that line's scoring, those two are still, you know, carrying the majority of the weight. Mm -hmm. I'd almost feel like I'd like to see him get off of that line. 
I feel like he was producing at a at a higher click rate when he was on the second or second or third line on this mm-hmm. team, playing with uh, Mikel Backlund, who we're going to be talking about on the opposite of this discussion as an ad candidate later on here. Um, I don't hate it. I, I I don't hate dropping him. I don't really hate adding him. I'm very you know even keel with Tyler Toffoli. Certainly liked his production a lot more last year when he came over from Montreal over to Calgary. Felt a lot better about what I was seeing then. I don't know. I'm I'm very indecisive about about this pick. Mm-hmm. Before these last five games, he was on a really good run. You know, from the 26th through the 7th of December, he was getting about a point per game or averaging a point per game. I think that's what seven points in six games. One, two, three, four, five, six, three. Yeah, six games, yeah. six points in seven games is pretty, pretty solid. And the fantasy points were there across that stretch. It just feels like right now he's in one of his lulls. And I kind of feel like it's, you know, that's he's going to go back up and he's going to come right back down. Mm-hmm. And these next four games, St. Louis, San Jose, San Jose, the Kings, it feels like that could be an upswing, but it just feels like it, that floor will come right, right back out from under him at any given point. So right. very indecisive on him. Uh, if you want to, you know, take a shot at adding them or dropping them, by all means. But uh, I, I can't give any clear path to what type of production he's going to be offering us. All right, next up is uh, Matt Duchesne, another player on a bad run, who is coming off of, you know, kind of a high high from the 29th through the second uh, of December. Nice little weekend there. Uh, what do you have? Four points, six points in three games. He hasn't had a point since, and that's a goose egg in four straight games. What's up with Matty Duchesne? Um, well, I think it's hard to say because he can string together a few games, but down the stretch, just not consistent, really not there for him. I was really mad. I drafted him at the beginning of the year, and he was ice cold, had to drop him right away, and mm-hmm. never really decided to revert back to him. But, um, yeah, definitely a drop candidate for sure. Nashville is kind of struggling right now, and so is Duchesne. Yeah, they're getting scored on a lot in Nashville. Mm-hmm. This one I feel better about dropping. Um, you know, in comparison to say like Tyler Toffoli, who we we're just talking about, they have the same amount of points. But Tyler Toffoli has what forty or fifty more shots on net, something like, or mm-hmm. and it's like thirty, it's like thirty, thirty shot, thirty more shots on net. He's a zero on the season, plus minus. Matt Duchesne's a minus five. You know what I mean? Like between mm-hmm. those two, I would drop Duchesne in a heartbeat. He's not really getting the the ice time that I think that we're that we're used to seeing, like the eighteen minutes plus. There's been some games where he's up uh, that mark. There's some games where he's lower than that. Not someone that's really exciting me right now, as far as production goes, especially mm-hmm. fantasy points. He's he's an easy drop for me. I'm I'm not trying to hold Matt Duchesne. Um, could definitely come come back around. He's getting some good puck touches, but you know, just not really scoring at a at a high enough clip rate in fantasy for me. So yeah, he's he's an easy drop for me. Still 76% roster. That's also another really high one, but not as high as Jamie Ben. 79% rostered. Jamie Ben. Was it three points in his last eight games? Or yeah, three points in his last eight and just one goal in his last seven? Yeah, just one goal in his last mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, it's a really hard one. His ice time's gone down a lot now that he's moved down to uh, the third line with Wyatt Johnston and Denis Gurionov. But he is centering the first power play with Pavelski and Robertson. But he's another hard one because he's a guy who, when he's hot, he's hot. And he's on a hot team right now in the Dallas Stars. They have been clicking at a high rate all season. And so, and so it's hard to say whether he can be able to put it together or not. But I think if he's as long as he's on the third line, 
I don't see him getting it together, and I don't see his ice time going up too much. Right now, the last couple of games, he's been getting around 13, 14 minutes. Personally, I would for a guy you know that's ranked 60 and 79% rostered, I would like that ice time to be around 17, 16, 18 minutes a game even. And so, yeah, definitely someone I would pass on. But, again, it's a situational thing. Like, if he moves up in the lineup and he's playing in the top six and they swap out, let's say, like a, a Tidal Andrea or a Mason Marchment, one of those guys, mm-hmm. they swap them out, move him up, then I would say, you know, I would give him an ad. But right now, just being in the bottom six, I don't see someone like him being really profitable in fantasy. Yeah, he's he's been an easy drop candidate for me for a few weeks. And I said as much when he went, you know, on his hot streak, like it's not going to last. Like it's I mean, he's his old man, Jamie Ben. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's be realistic here. I agree with you, though. I would like to see him, you know, move around this lineup. You know, I love the Rupe Hints and Jason Robertson stack up up top. But, you know, as good as those two are playing, I kind of feel like you don't need to roll uh, Joe Pavelski with them. I feel like mm-hmm. they should bump him down to line two with Sagan and Mason Marchment and have Gary Yanov and Ty Landria roll with uh, Wyatt mm-hmm. Johnson on the third line and get kind of like a, you know, like a Tom Wilson situation for Jamie Ben on that uh, mm-hmm. line one with Henson Robertson, where you're going to get much more defensive experience and puck control out of Jamie Ben. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the scoring out of Rupe and Jason Robertson. I, I mm-hmm. think that would work great, especially for like when the playoffs come around. Like that would be, mm-hmm. I, I think, a key move to make in the lineup just because you're going to see, you know, these other teams roll out their, you know, L3 and L4s up against the top line. You know, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to let our, our bumper cars challenge your, your, your Ferraris and, you know, we're going to get mm-hmm. after it. So I, I would like to see that. I'm mm-hmm. not a big Jamie Ben guy, haven't been so all season. 79 percent guys come on you're killing me here like nick said under 14 minutes uh played per game these last two on the 13th and the 12th up against new jersey and pittsburgh and pittsburgh that was a close game two to one mm-hmm. game jimmy ben only playing you know 13 15, 13 minutes 50 seconds like i feel like that should be kind of a you know a signal like you know mm-hmm. in, a, in a key game like that when you're playing on the road i don't know i i feel like it uh it should have been a telling uh telling sign early on but people still believe in I can't help everybody. Uh, next one up. This one's close to me. I got uh, Troy Terry here. He's got 11 goals and 16 assists on the season. I am an owner of him. I was not happy that I had to put him on this list. And then as we're getting ready to start the show, I saw that he scored a goal. So he's actually got 12 goals and 16 assists on the season. What say you on Troy Terry? You know, it's really hard. Anaheim just sucks. They're, they're so, so bad. bad. Oh, they're, they're so bad. Yeah. And uh, playing for the Pitter Patter Panini over in the Fantasy Hockey League, uh, he he's had his, he's had his runs. He's gotten it together for a few times earlier in the season, but just anyone on Anaheim really just doesn't seem like they have much fantasy value. The Anaheim team they're right down at the bottom of the barrel with our Blackhawks, and they just haven't been able to get a lot done. They're get, they're scoring, yeah, they're getting outscored. They're letting up a lot of goals. Just not a lot going in Anaheim because this is a rebuilding team. But I think, uh, you know, in Dynasty, maybe if you still have him, maybe later on he might be good. But yeah, right now I just don't see this uh, Troy Terry move working out. And which is surprising because I thought the Anaheim Ducks were going to be a lot better. They bring in Frank Vetrano, Ryan Strom. They bring in these guys. Um, yeah, John Klingberg. You bring in all these pieces. And I thought, like, okay, you might have another 
competitive team in the center or the Pacific Division, but mm. that is the complete opposite, and they are hurting for sure. And Troy Terry is hurting as well in fantasy. He is a storm that I'm going to try to weather. Um, right now, I, I sat him on the bench tonight. You know, the way mm. that the, the games are going, we're getting these loaded schedules. Um, so I'm going to try to hold on to him. Again, I'm in a situation where, you know, I have now 120 point lead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't have to get him off my team. He scored tonight on my bench. I don't feel great about that, but he's logging a lot of games over 20 minutes as a as a as a winger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's playing a ton of minutes. A lot of a lot of ice time here for young Troy Terry. So it's a storm I'm going to try to weather. I would recommend others try to weather it as well, as long as you have the tools to do so. And by that I mean wins. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. have wins, if you're ahead in the in the standings, by all means, hang on to them. If you're chasing for wins, then yeah. I I don't know if it's a safe drop because again, like he he scores at a pretty good rate, mm-hmm. great great offensive awareness. Like I'm not, it's not like he's going to get moved or anything like that. But I feel like there could be a, a corner to turn here in either mm-hmm. you know the upcoming month or the second half of the season. So I'm going to try to hold on, hold on tight, and hope for the best. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll uh, be right back with uh, key waiver ads. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet that you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Underdog.com, promo code SGPN. All right, and we're coming to the second half here. We're going to be discussing key waiver ads. I want to appreciate everybody who's been following along, and I also want to apologize for my voice and my uh, my coughing over here on my side of the microphone. I've uh, been battling an ear infection the past uh, three or four days here. So, you know, if you missed out on the uh, the Sunday night, you know, football fantasy recap, sorry about that. Um, appreciate you coming around for some fantasy hockey and enduring my um, old man raspy cough mm-hmm. voice thing. All You're right. getting old. I mean, comes with, uh, you know, the age. I guess so. I mean, I, man, I haven't been this sick in a while, though. So I, I, mm-hmm. I've been uh, I've been dogging it the past handful of days here. But mm. We move on. We move forward and upward. <laughs> Speaking of up, upward, let's talk about some uh, trending players right now in fantasy hockey. First up, we've got JT Comfer of the Colorado Avalanche. What say you on JT? Uh, well, I actually added uh, JT today. And peep the sheet. Peep the sheet. It's not peeping the sheet. Maybe I'm You just, peep the uh, sheet. Maybe great minds think alike. You think about that, Buzz. 
I don't know. I don't I do much thinking about thinking. I think that's the case, and I think, uh, yeah, we thought the same way. And, yeah, got JT Confer on the squad for tonight. He's got some good numbers down the stretch. A lot of ice time, especially for a forward. I know against Philly, he logged 25 minutes. Over Outside of that, he's been logging uh, 21 minutes and then 23 minutes and above the last three games. JT has been buzzing. And, yeah, he's playing on that Colorado line two right now, doing really solid. And let me, he doesn't, he hasn't started yet tonight. He's got Buffalo tonight. Like that matchup for him, getting a lot going. And yeah, and this dinged up uh, Avalanche team, he's getting the opportunity to move up the lineup where he normally wouldn't be. So I definitely would want to get a piece of him for sure while he's playing in the higher role. And they've got a very favorable schedule where they got Buffalo, Nashville, the Islanders, and Montreal all at home coming up. So a lot of upside for JT Comfer and only 16% roster. He's definitely available. I believe in your league. Yeah, he's definitely going to be available in the majority of leagues. He's got three goals and five assists in his last seven, so eight points in his last seven games, and is a plus two across that across that stretch. Yeah, was seven games in a row logging over twenty minutes of ice time. That's what you're looking for off of a waiver wire candidate for sure. Um, I don't really love the guys that he's playing next to in Cagliano and Rodriguez. Not a big Evan Rodriguez pod over here, but. I don't know. He's getting it done somehow. I mean, and the scoring, like, you know, I say three goals, like, you know, he had a goal in his last game and then in the seventh game, he had two goals. So it's really uh, more his um, distribution, right? He's got assists in back-to-back games. He had uh, one game uh, against Buffalo where he had two goals and two assists. He has Buffalo on the docket tonight. So maybe, maybe we get a couple more points out of this one. Feel really good. Uh, like Nick said about his matchup, Nashville Islanders, Montreal, and Nashville again after Buffalo. So those are all really good opportunities. Teams that are, you know, letting in their fair share of goals. The Islanders, they they score a lot, but they also let in quite, mm. quite a few as well. Um, so, yeah, these are all really good games, and most of them are at home. Four out of the next five are at home. So definitely go fire up some JT Comfer. Has four goals and 12 assists on the season. Definitely could see him hanging, hanging around that top six, even when Landeskog and McKinnon eventually make their returns. I, I definitely see him kind of fitting in with that group. All right, next up here is uh, Kevin Hayes. This guy scores a lot more than JT Confer. Why don't you pick him up? He's got nine goals and 20 assists on the season, Nick. Yeah, but he's playing on the Philly, and I'm not a big Philly guy. They've got New Jersey on the road tonight. I don't like that matchup at all. I know they've got the Rangers on the 17th, and that could be a good matchup, but that's going to depend on who's in goal Mm -hmm. because the Rangers could very well start Yaroslav Halak, who has been the worst backup in the league. This year, I think he's like 1-5-1. and one. It's like an 87 save percentage. It's brutal with, over with uh, Mr. Halak. And so I think that matchup could be favorable. You got Columbus from Kevin Hayes. But per, uh, I'm going to pass on Kevin Hayes personally. Just not, I see a lot of goals here, but not really consistent. He'll go games without goals and points. Plus minus isn't all that. The one upside oh, you guys have. Yeah, minus 12 right now. And that does come with playing on Philly, but he gets a lot of shots on goal. You're seeing games where he's getting, you know, five, uh, six shots on goal. So that's a good upside for him, but just not for me. The consistency isn't there. And I don't think he's someone I can trust long-term being on the flyers. I would, I would agree that he's probably not the best long-term option, but they've also talked about moving him too. You know, Mm -hmm. so if he finds a greener pasture where, you know, that plus minus is just going to kind of self-correct, that would be, that would be nice. 
He does mm. have a few games over the 20 minute mark, which is obviously we've already, you know, checked that that's a, you know, appropriate criteria to, to look for. He has 10 points in his last 10 games, four goals, six assists, but he is a minus three through that stretch. So again, <laughs> you got to weather that. In a category league, honestly, I'd say go ahead, just say screw the plus minus. I mean, half the teams that are beating the hell out of me are are doing that same strategy where, you know, mm. I'm beating them in plus minus, but I can't go over the top of anybody in any other category. So right. sometimes that's just the way it rolls. Um, I think that he is a worthwhile risk. You know, like it's, it's a risk, but it's one that I'm I'm willing to live with just because, you know, he does get, you know, appropriate offensive puck touches, right? Like he's getting the puck to the net. You know, he doesn't have a game under two shots in his last six games. That's pretty solid. If you go to his last nine games, he only has two games where he has two uh, less than uh, three shots. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. That's pretty good. So if you're looking for some, you know, some easy underdog props out there for over uh, one and a half shots, Kevin Hayes would definitely be it. You're probably going to need to hit over two and a half. But mm-hmm. regardless, even that number, I would feel really good about taking because it's only gone under twice in the last nine. So he's a worthwhile risk, in my opinion, only 35 percent rostered. See what you can do. Mm. Maybe these, some of these other options might be a little better. We'll see. We got a couple of Tampa Bay Lightning players up next. Uh, Brandon Hagel and Anthony Sorelli. Sorelli we actually had on last week. Sorelli's mm-hmm. been on fire. I think he'd be the guy that I want between the two. What do you think? You know, it's really hard. There's a lot of upside with Brandon Hagel. He plays on uh, the line one with Point and Kucherov, <laughs> as well as the first power play unit with those two. And so he's getting a lot of puck touches there. And it's just showing in his last few games, he's got strung together a little three-game point streak. But Sorelli, on the other hand, he's got the more upside. Since he's been back in the lineup, or sorry, Tampa's won one, two, three, four, five, four of their last five games. Team's been solid since he's been back. And while I would like to see the ice time there, the points back it up. And he's getting everything done. Like I know the one, his shots on goal are there. You know, he had mm-hmm. three, four, one game and eight shots on goal and a loss to Detroit. So a lot of more upside there, but it's definitely a close call. But yeah, they're both really uh, low, have low percentage rates with uh, Hagel being at 23% rostered, Sorelli being at 25. But I've just got to go with Sorelli uh, right now because since he's been back, he's only had one game without a point. And I think you just got to roll with the hot hand while uh, it's hot. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because Hagel's playing in the top line with Kucherov and um, who am I forgetting? Kucherov and uh, and Bra- Braden Point. Yeah, Sorelli's on the third line mm-hmm. with Patrick. Pa- what Patrick Maroon and uh, Ross Ross, Ross Colton? Colton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. No, Sorelli's Sorelli's killing it, and he's definitely the guy that I want. I mean, in my opinion, he just has more of an offensive, more of an offensive feel for the game. Hagel's more of a two-way forward. I guess getting that usage up on the on the top line is you know good to try and shut down some of the uh, opposing team opposing team scores. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like a good fit for me. I kind of feel like Sorelli should be up on in the top six, but it's working, and that's the guy that I would definitely roll with over Hagel. Hagel still has some positives. Points in three straight games, has a goal in uh, his last three games, and two assists in his last three. And he's uh plus five in his last four as well. Like there's some good stuff here. It's just not like, you know, you know, break the bank type of production here. You know, you have a couple of, I mean, shit, Sorelli hasn't had less than nine or less than seven fantasy points in any game so far. Mm-hmm. 14.7, 9.2, 7.9, 9.7, and 13.6. 
since coming back. And like Nick said, they've only lost one game in that stretch. So, yeah, he's definitely the guy to target there. Just very interesting to see the disparity of um, of production, you know, between him and Hagel between the, these last set of games when Hagel is playing on that uh, on that top line. Uh, next up, we have uh, Frederick Goudreau, just seven goals and five assists on the season, but he has three goals in his last two games. All I can say with him is uh, deeper leagues. Uh, he's going to be a really good player in deeper leagues when you're playing, you know, in a 16-man league, and uh, you really need to dig deep to find those guys. I think Frederick Goudreau is at. He's on the second line with Sammy Walker and Matthew Boldy, and so he is on the second line. But uh, I don't think believe he's getting any power play time. He's on the first PK unit, but mm-hmm. he's yeah, just the ice time isn't there. You know, like one of the games here, he got 12 minutes of ice time. Um, but yeah, just not someone I would want to take a gamble on right now. I don't see. I know he's got like I said, a few games here, but not a lot of upside down the stretch. So uh, deeper leagues, really good. Play center, left wing, right wing. A lot of uh, versatility out of him. But, yeah, just someone I would pass on right now. Just I would like to see a little more ice time out of him before I would want to make the move to try and get him. Yeah, I understand that for sure. I mean, he's not playing the type of ice time where a 10-team or a 12-team league, he's going to have a lot of value. But if you go 12-plus, you know, like 14 or 16-team, I definitely think he's worth a look. Has the three goals in his last two games. And, dude, look at this schedule. Chicago, Ottawa, Anaheim, San Jose. Mm-hmm. That is there a better four game stretch around? I mean, yeah, I, I think you hit that on the nail. I don't think that you can get any other four game stretch unless you maybe swap out like an Anna or Ottawa for like an Arizona. Then you're like a running. Yeah, a I mean, my stretch. <laughs> but my goodness, here, I mean, that's that's a that's an amazing set upcoming here. So yeah, I, even in twelve team leagues, I think he should probably get looked at just because he is starting to get a little bit more of an offensive bump. Um, whether it's you know the realignment of the lines or getting him just better looks on the power play or something. I mean, like, like we said, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's been getting it done recently. And again, I really like the opportunity with this upcoming schedule if he's getting some meaningful touches in those games. So definitely could be a far cry. Um, at worst, you know, I would probably take him as an anytime point scorer in mm-hmm. probably at least two of those games. Probably Chicago and Anaheim it would be the two that I would target. Yeah, Chicago seems like a good one. All right, here's another far uh, far cry potentially. What do you think about Nick Bonino? He's got a goal in four straight games. He's a weird one, you know, only 1% rostered. He's got the ice time, but he doesn't have any more consistency to back it up. But I think it's someone I would take a gamble on with Nick Bonino. Like I said, 1% rostered and you said goals in four straight. I Yeah, I would take a gamble on him. I wouldn't expect anything long term you know being on san jose and whatnot but mm-hmm. yeah goals in four straight you can't argue with that playing on the second line with uh, noah gregor and couture do it getting it done there and uh not he's on the point on the second power play unit but yeah one percent rostered not a lot of risk involved definitely someone i would take a gamble on for sure and yeah he's got a couple uh good games here i know they've got uh, LA coming up, a cal- couple games on the road against Calgary, mm-hmm. which I think San Jose could uh, stay close with Calgary, especially on the kind of slump they've been on with Jacob Markstrom and then Minnesota on the road. And so I like the Calgary matchups, or sorry, Calgary is at home. And, but I, yeah, I like the Calgary matchups. I like uh, 
LA. Yeah, a lot of upside for Benino and definitely someone that is worth a gamble and only 1% rostered. Because of that, because of these, he's at 1%, he's more of a watch list guy for me. I want to see what he does through this next set of games, which I think are more difficult than his previous games where he has scored. Arizona, Anaheim, Vancouver, and Buffalo. That's that's a good stretch as well, right? Mm-hmm. We just got done talking about um, Goudreau's four-game stretch. That's also a pretty good one, and he had a goal in each of those games. So I'm going to probably wait through this week see what he does through the weekend and maybe reevaluate for next week. Maybe we can kind of check in on him because even by this time next week, he's not going to be over 25% rostered, you know? Right. So if, yeah, if he keeps doing it for sure, I'll, I'll definitely look to pick him up in the season, but he's not someone that I'm rushing to because uh, I want to see it, you know, the, the consistency uh, build up a little bit more. Uh, next up, we have uh, Mikel Backlund of the Calgary Flames. We kind of peeped him earlier with the uh, Tyler Toffoli discussion he is on an absolute roll right now. One goal and eight assists and is plus three in his last 10 games. He's playing on line three with Blake Coleman and Razik, is Razuska? Razishka. R- Razishka. Razishka. R- yeah, Razika. Yeah, Razika. That's what it is. Who we're also going to be talking about next, actually. And, uh, yeah, with Backlund, a lot of upside there. I actually picked him up, got a game in out of him, put 10 points up for me against Vancouver. Can't complain about him there, but he it was a situation where I wanted to get an extra game for today just so I have a full forward lineup, and so he was the odd man out. But definitely an ad for sure. If you're in that deeper league, you need a guy, or just even in like a 10-12 team league, he seems like the guy plus minus is there. The uh, points are there as of late, so definitely uh, fire him up because, he yeah, he's got a good run. But, yeah, once he starts to go cold, I would definitely drop him because – there's a possibility of that happening, you know, playing on the line three. You know, we could slowly but surely lose ice time. But I, for right now, definitely an ad candidate for me. And it already paid off for me when I added him the other night. Right. No, I, I love, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I like this whole line. I kind of want to adopt them. Um, mm-hmm. If you, you go watch some tape on these guys, Backland, Coleman, and Rajishka, they're mm-hmm. rolling. Talk, you're talking about uh, buzzing. These guys are flying around. Um, mm-hmm. All of them have really good size, play a decent two-way game. Uh, Razi- man, Razishka, really Razishka. tough. With- Razishka yeah. is really tough with this cold, I'm telling you right now. I'm throwing <laughs> that dude's name out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> he's 10% rostered. He has six goals and 11 assists on the season, and he has two goals and seven assists in his last 10 games. I'm really liking all these guys. I don't have mm-hmm. Blake Coleman's numbers up here, but I am going to get them because I'm interested to just kind of see what they put together as a group. Um mm-hmm. Just a very under underrated uh, line right there. Backland has been a favorite of mine on the waiver wire, you know, past couple of seasons where he has kind of this like upsurge in uh, production. Mm-hmm. Look, Coleman here. Um, I was you know loving like like I mentioned before when Tyler Toffoli was playing with him. So Coleman's only got five goals and seven assists. He's had some better seasons. I'd like to see him kind of you know bring the the production back around you know, similar to what he was doing in like New Jersey. But mm-hmm. I, I really like that threesome. Uh, that line three is getting a little bit more action, uh, especially Backland. He's got over 20 minutes in his last two games. And, you know, the production has mm-hmm. been there for him. What do you think about uh, Rajishka? You going you gonna to throw, throw in some shares? The tough one, uh, 10% roster, definitely someone I think that's worth a look. I wouldn't pass him up. I wouldn't just say, yeah, I would pass on him. I think, He's definitely worth looking at. His production has been there, but I would like uh, like the Calgary Flames to be doing a little bit better too. 
I know that third line has been solid. And, uh, yeah, while Backlund's ice time is really high, um, Ruzichka's is kind of on the lower side, you know, 13, 14 minutes. I know it's Toronto. We only got 10 minutes. So, yeah, uh, between the two, I would go Ruzichka, but definitely someone I would uh, want to look at while Backlund is someone that I would add for sure. I'm I'm really good to add both of them right now. I'm just kind of want to see what I get out of it to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. Rajishka, when you're looking at the points, he hasn't had back-to-back games without points in his, you know, through his last 10 games. So I like mm-hmm. what I'm seeing there. There were a few down games, uh one up against Arizona where he was minus 1.1 and minus 1 up against Florida in a game where they won 6 to 2. So that's not ideal, but everything else everything else in his games is uh, you know, been checking a lot of boxes even in a game where he had only 10 minutes played. He had 8.9 fantasy points. So I think there's a there's a growing opportunity there with him. And I would actually still take Rajishka over, say, Nick Benino right now, just because you know he's hitting at a that more offensive like click rate, right? Like when you look mm-hmm. at Benino, yeah, he's got four goals in four straight games, but before that, you know, he had eight games where he had just two points. So I'm liking where I'm seeing, you know, Rajishka g- getting involved really consistently, like every other game, with not playing on like an out-of-world amount of minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be a growing situation that people start to catch right now. And so you heard it here first. Adam Rajishka. That's a new one. Mm. All right. Anything to share before we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, face off with OZ, where we talk about fantasy hockey, NHL hockey, all hockey, as well as uh ONU Tigers hockey on Twitter. Follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. And uh yeah, that's a wrap. And take your cold medicine and wash your hands, people. That's all I can tell you. All right. Stay healthy. Be happy. We got the holidays around the corner flow-nays. here. What's yeah, get yeah, get the flonase flowing. That's for sure. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, be happy, be healthy. We got the holidays right around the corner here. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Appreciate you following the show. We'll be back next week. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. Later. <laughs>